0: And here we go, the winner of the first match on so Full Gear tonight. What's so up, guys? We have the first question right over here. Uh, what's up? My name is Josh Martinez of Z100 and iHeartRadio. Uh, immediately noticed your title were a little different than normal. Looked like there was an homage to a 1997 Hell in a Cell, Shawn Michaels Undertaker, Bad Blood. And then there was a slingshot spot in the match as well. Talk about that. Yeah, those uh, are <laughs> a little bit of a psychological game kind of. Luchasaurus has told me a bunch of times that that's actually his favorite match um, from when he was a kid. So I thought, what a good way to stick it to him. words the tights and keep that. Dig it. Back. <laughs> Gabby, hi, Gabby from Western Radio. Um, what were your thoughts when you were on the top of that cage? Gotta know what's going. The- Yeah, that was crazy. Um, It was so loud as I was going up. I was like, oh, Jesus, that's going to be nuts. When I got up there, it was a little weird because the way he was positioned on the table, I wanted to land my hip on the table, but he was kind of, and I was like, oh, I'm either going over that way or coming a little this way. So, And it's weird. People are screaming at the top of their lungs. It's like a split second decision kind of. It felt really cool though um, to look around that huge building. This building has been really cool for me. We won the tag titles here. When was that? The first episode of Dynamite ever on TBS. Yeah. Yeah. First week of January. January. Uh, So yeah, it's cool. Almost a year later to be in here uh, with that guy and to have a moment like that. So it was really neat. Hey, Jack, can you just tell us a little bit about how early, whether it's a week or the day of, how much does that kind of go into the calculation of, you know, just what you guys have prepared versus going late to the show? Can you us a little bit about when, when that decision is made, the girl over. You know. uh, I kind of started hearing that yesterday. Um, and then today it was confirmed. Uh, the only thing that really changed for me was I went to bed a little earlier. I kind of try and do the same thing no matter where I am in the car. And I just kind of go balls to the wall and try and steal the show. But it was nice. It was fun. Uh, the crowd's typically hottest right at the beginning, so that, that was cool. Jack, Crowley, we spoke earlier this week uh, and you talked about how you haven't had life in AEW without Luchasaurus, without Christian cage. Uh, two-part question in this match, based on how the result ended up, do you feel like there's any sense of finality to your time with Christian and Luchasaurus? And secondly, have you thought about what AEW looks like completely on your own now? Um, I think at the moment, there's kind of some finality. I know Christian still has some time before his arm is fully healed. I definitely am going to have to beat him. Uh, so whenever that comes around, I'll be ready for that. But at the same time, I'm not really going to wait for this guy to get back. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to be. So it's going to be kind of exciting to see now what this looks like. Um, I feel the with Luchasaurus. We kind of put a close on that chapter. So this really is my first time sort of without him in any capacity, kind of just seeing what it looks like by myself. Thank you. Hi, uh, Nick Housen with Wrestling hey, Inc. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you competed tonight as Jungle Boy Jack Barry. Uh, are, you, are we going to continue to hear you use that name? Are you going back to Jungle Boy? And do you feel you kind of maybe have grown the Jungle Boy persona after three years with the company before I guess? Yeah, um, I, I don't think I'm going back to just Jungle Boy. Um, that originally, like when I was on the 80s, kind of came about as a way to not use my real name, sort of stay away from my personal life. And then uh, Christian went and just like blew that out of the water. So at this point, there's no hiding it, really. So I think I'm happy at the moment. Um, it may not be Jungle Boy forever, but we'll see. I don't know. Make hey, people dig it a little. Kids, whatever you like. Uh, for us the Observer, question about your history source, uh, your training and like that for you guys to actually be a major match on the paper like, skill page. How, like, how did that really make you feel in the sense of, of where you come from, obviously, to where it ended up? Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of bizarre. I was uh, 10 years old, and my parents found a place for me to go train to be a wrestler, because up to that point, uh, I just practiced all my wrestling on my sister. And they said, we'll support you if you want to do this, but you have to do it with other people who also want to do it. So they found this guy, Rick Drazen, um, who had a ring in his backyard, and there were classes. And I, I went to the kids' class, and I kind of, I, I was better than all the kids there. And he said, I think you're good enough to be in the adult class. And I went to the adult class, and it's uh, funny, mirrors was in it as well, but there was Luchasaurus. Um, I was better than them when I was 10, but, uh, it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's so, the world is so small kind of in that way. Um, and we kind of separated and reunited, reunited on the independence. Um, and then kind of got here, like sort of at the same time and they got put together and it's just, I don't know for this to happen, like so many kind of random events needed to happen and they all did. And this happened, this was one of my favorite matches that I've ever had. Um, It's just really cool kind of to look back on that now and see how it all kind of took place. Some more questions? Will Washington with Fightful. Uh, So one of the loudest reactions we heard tonight uh, happened right about the time you were about an inch away from being at the top of the cage, and then the place just exploded. Can you talk about that feeling we've had Uh, multiple guys have uh, moments at the top of the cage in AEW's history with, I think, the five cage matches that have taken place. Um, And uh, I would say, just having been there for a few of them, that was one of the loudest I've heard. Can you talk about what was going through your mind when you were at the top of the cage right before you uh, made that elbow drop dive onto which source? Yeah, it was cool. Um, When I set him up on the table, I just looked up there, and I knew everyone kind of knew what that would mean. And I felt everyone was wanting it. Um, and I already heard them start going nuts. And then it was just like every kind of step I took my hands was getting louder and louder. And I was like, just smiling, like this is crazy. I haven't even done the thing yet. And they're going nuts. Um, then I get up there and it's tall and you there's like, there's not really anything to stand on. So it's a little like, oh shit, but I'm trying to also take in the moment. Kind of, and then I get a look at him and I go, dang, I actually have to jump on this guy now. Like it's kind of done already. Um, it was really cool. It was just cool to be able to stand up there and look around and just like feel that energy. Um. So yeah, it was really cool. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Last question. Uh, a bit of an extension of, on what Nick said about uh, how you're going to be addressed going forward. Um, I noticed that you know fans were chanting "Let's go, Jack." Which were they? You know, yeah, it's yeah, uh, it, cool. I thought it was really cool because when you first got here, you were introduced as John Boy. Two guys that really spoke up for you were Jim Ross and Chris Jericho, and so "You know, they see really big things for you in your future." You're sort of realizing that now. But what does it mean to you to have two guys like that speak up for you and sort of see that for you when you know you really haven't been in front of a large audience at that point? Yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning, I really wasn't ready for that. Um, I think Jim Ross was kind of the first one to ever put that out there, and I was like, "Oh, I mean." There's nothing I can say about it. Like, I'm not going to tell this guy not to. Um, I was really thankful that, I mean, really to Tony, I guess, that I was allowed to go out on TV and just be called Jungle Boy, and that was it. I like, that's pretty cool that I can do that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it kind of makes sense. Like, as the characters progressed a little bit, like, he used to pretend to eat bugs out of people's hair. So, like, I don't, I don't do that anymore. But um, I don't know. I'm happy with the progression of it. Um, I think it still kind of fits. It's a little more like a nickname now. It's not like as literal as Jungle Boy, um, but yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the way it's going. You know, who knows what it'll look like in the future. For a while, Jim got a little bit of flack online because he was calling you Jungle Jack Perry, and yeah. was like, you know, he related it to the Rambo Wolf and Rock, and it's like, sort of like, yeah. Let's see where it goes. And it, you know, you're yeah, I mean the first saw the first time I heard it, I was just watching the show back, and I didn't know he was doing that I was the like, go. Oh, um, I guess that's it now. But um, you know, I think I think he had the best interest in mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never really had a problem with it. It's not something I said myself, but uh, it was also cool for me at that point. I just been saying, "Here's Jim Ross yelling my name over and over again." So that's like pretty neat. Um, but yeah, now looking back at it. Uh, that's off to yeah. him. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, about twenty minutes So, To his point, you know, what like nature, nature boy, for example, like nature, like if you, in and of itself, like it's kind of, it's not what it came to be in wrestling, like on paper.